Let me ask you a question. How many of you believe your pastor is really smart? I can't hear you. So if he's really smart and he entrusted me to come here tonight to share God's word with you, would you not be offended at anything I'm going to ask you to do for the next few minutes, okay? Will you agree with that? Okay, here's what I want you to do. You have to understand that the anointing is not just taught, but it's caught. Do you make sense? Does that make sense? I know many of you have favorite seats that you like to sit in. I want everybody to move this way. All you on the outside, just move, fill up every area. Act like you like the people next to you. Because that way I can stay focused. Just try to move over. Just, just move in. Don't be afraid of the person next to you. Because you might have to live next to him in heaven. Now, if y'all could just come on over this way. Just, just uh, line of sight. Would you do that for me? Pastor, this is for you. You can be seated.
Hallelujah. Daniel, would you get the people together who came to the church? Uh, any of you youth that went and the leaders, so you know who I am, Daniel, his parents were my music leaders 30-some years ago. I knew Daniel when he was about that big. Well, he called me a couple years ago and he said, Pastor, would it be okay if we stopped by the church and, and overnighted there? Okay, fine. I go to the church to meet them, going to let them in and go back home. I was there for three or four hours, prophesying, laying hands on, casting out demons, all sorts of things. In fact, Nicole, I didn't realize, you know, bring them up, just get those, get them up here. And when I came in, there, she said, oh, how are you? I thought, I don't know you. <laughs> because when I saw her, when they came back from the end of a mission trip, she didn't look like she does now. But I found out something. Come on, every, just down here, all of those of you, just come on down here, the leaders and the kids and the young people that went. But something I heard, Pastor, tell me a little while ago that's very disappointing. When you all came back here, somebody told them that they went to this church and some old man was prophesying and laying, what old man? Really know how to hurt a guy. There's a 16-year-old in here, trapped in here, been trying to get out for years. Don't ever look down on age or look up to age. We, we've been through a lot to get where we, we are now. So when, when, see, I see old people all the time, I said, I don't want to be like them. I mean, literally, I, I'm talking, I, I see, I, people walking along like this and no lord i'm going home before that see i'm going to die because i'm done not because i'm sick amen i want you to get in agreement with that thank you so much so good to see you my friends we're going out to eat later but it's such a blessing to be here and i'm glad that it was infectious and i want you to keep infecting other people affecting and infecting and here's what i want to do I want you from now on, every time you get near somebody, just sort of put your hand on their shoulder or something. And as you do that, the anointing is going to touch them. You may not feel anything happen, but the anointing will leave you. And when your shadow crosses over somebody, wouldn't it be great if they got healed right then? Wouldn't it be great to just believe that? From this day forward, I command you to go release the anointing on anybody you come in contact with. Amen? Now go do it. Go ahead. Go ahead. All right. Thank you, music group. Now, Pastor, may I have freedom? Please. The Lord told me to do this. I don't think there's enough people here, but the Lord told me to sow into your ministry out of my pocket. I've been pastoring for 36, 37 years. I've never taken a salary as a pastor. When I went to seminary, I mean seminary, uh, they told me, said, Tony, one of your problems is you just see the black and white. We got to show you the gray. And I said, my mama never taught me about no gray. It's either right or it's wrong. And so I, I couldn't believe that professors would be trying to say, you got to learn how to let things slide. Well, if I read my, well, first, let me ask a question. Do you believe that this book is the Word of God? 
No, do you, I said, do you believe it? I can't hear you. Do you believe that God can lie? Because he says, God is not a man that he should lie. Do you believe that there's power in the word? Where'd Daniel go? I need Daniel. Where'd he go? Okay, come on, Daniel. Now, I don't know what's going to happen, but he's going to be my guinea pig. Since there's power in the word, I don't know what's going to happen. So if you go flying, the Lord will protect you. So just grab hold of it. Because I, I was going to take it, but I just want to let him have it. He, he wanted some of that same stuff that he got at church, so I want him to have it. Father, I ask you to release the glory over this young man's life. May he never be the same after tonight, because that's his heart's desire. I, I, you see into his heart, and he just wants to fulfill his purpose in life. So tonight, release it right now in Jesus' name. care if you fall down or not. It doesn't bother me at all one way or the other. Okay, that's all you get. Let go. Now, some people in church need to have a good no dose of the Word. And since this Word is alive, You know what one of the biggest problems with us is? Us. We are our biggest problem. And so I want to share this with you for just a few minutes, and, and we'll pray for people. And I know that I'll try to get done according to time, but since I drove five hours to get here, would you give me a few extra minutes tonight? And if you have to leave, it's okay. I'm not offended. If you fall asleep, it's okay because I'm going to bypass your mind and go right in your spirit. Either way. Now, I have a message I want to share with you called the 10 things that you need to say to yourself 10 times a day to get rid of your stinking thinking so you can begin to do what God said you could do in his name. That's a long, that's a, that's long right? But I got to stop for a second because I forgot what I'm supposed to do. Pastor, would you like to have more people in your church? Lots more? Okay. And this is what the Lord told me the other day. I started to say it and I stopped. I'm going to sow into your ministry out of my pocket. I've been pastoring for 35, 36, 37 years, whatever it is. I've never taken the salary as a pastor. I've always worked outside the church, a tent maker. Uh, you know, I, I, this last, I put in five, 55 hours in the last eight days painting. 
So I got paid the other day, and I went and cashed a check, and I brought cash with me. So here's my desire. I have $500 and $10 bills here. I'm going to leave it with Pastor, and he can designate whoever should have it. But what we're going to do is we're going to give every person who will bring somebody to church $10. Now, they need to be perfect strangers or people who haven't been here for at least six months. Agreed? Don't steal my money that I'm sowing. Now, can you imagine what would, how great Pastor would feel next Sunday if there's an extra two or three hundred people in church? I sure'd feel good if it was my church. And next Wednesday, imagine, instead of seeing what we see here, look around. Wouldn't it be great to see the place filled on the floor? So, Pastor, here's $500 in $10 bills. They got to come to you or whoever you designate. And you just say, okay, I brought one, two, three, bring a carload. I don't care. Pastor, hand out and bring them when there's a Wednesday night meal. Say, hey, I'll feed you. I'll take you to church with me. Get you a free meal. You don't have to tell them you're going to get the $10, but you could, you could even pass it on. Want to make pastors feel good. Now, this is what the Lord said. Is that okay if I do that, Pastor? Yes, Especially if I give him money, right? <laughs> now, since the word is powerful and it's sharper than a two-edged sword and it cuts either way you swing it, as I said, one of the things you have to discover is who you are in Christ. I'm going to give you 10 verses of Scripture. You don't have to have them be your 10 verses. You can find whichever 10 verses work. Now, let me say this. I am probably one of the best-looking white men you've ever met. Go ahead and laugh. It's okay. Laughter is good like a medicine. Laugh with me, laugh at me. I don't really care. I know who I am. I'm made in the image of God. Can I ask this? Aren't you one of the best-looking people you know? Don't be offended if I talk about how good-looking I am. I look just like my father. And you know what? Aren't you glad I brought Tony with me? This is my brother. Don't we look a lot alike? I can do that too. Don't look down at anybody because they may be an angel unaware that you're not aware of. Don't treat somebody different because they look different, act different, talk different. We have to learn to love sinners. We hate the sin, but love the sinner. The disciples, I'm sorry, the Pharisees, Sadducees, they were, well, why is Jesus eating with them people? Why is he hanging with them people? Well, because well people don't need the doctor. Sick people need the doctor. So, one verse is, I'm made in the image of God. Two, I am fearfully and wonderfully made. One of my favorite verses is Psalm 71, 7. I'm a wonder and a surprise to many. Somebody say, well, what did Tony do now? I didn't do it this time. 
I used to get into a lot of trouble. But the more I learn about who I am, the more trouble flees from me. It runs away from me. I have to look and see what, I mean, I have them in my head, but I wrote them down so I wouldn't forget any. There's life and death in my tongue, and I'm going to eat what I speak. Has anybody here ever said, I am sick, or I'm broke? Don't you ever do that again. I heard a phenomenal young man from Jacksonville, Florida, talked about, well, first, what's God's name? Can't hear you. Well, the right answer is, I am. Because when Moses said, who should I say sent me? God said, tell them I am that I am sent you. So if I am is God's name, how could you ever say I am sick? Because they can't go together because God's never sick. And God's never broke. He created everything that is. Now, let, let, me, let me give you a, a little story. When I had my own business many years ago, I used to give God 22, 23% of my income. Because you can't outgive God. I didn't know it then, but I learned it later from Oral Roberts. You never pray and ask God for money because God ain't got no money. He doesn't need money. But I said to God years ago, 30, 40 years ago, I said, God, I'm not asking you to give me money. I'm asking you to give me the opportunity to make money. About six weeks went by, and I was doing a, a concrete ceiling job in a 20,000 square foot warehouse, and my help didn't show up, and I'm pouring out the epoxy seal and spreading it myself, and I'm, I'm talking to God. I said, God, I ask you to give me an opportunity to make some money, and I ain't seen no results. And I heard a voice as clear as you hear my voice speak to me. And he said, you're standing in the middle of the biggest job you've ever done. I literally looked around to see who spoke. And there was nobody there but me. When I got done, I made more money per hour on that job. I made $100 an hour. We're talking 30, 40 years ago. That's a lot of money. After expenses, I made $100 an hour. See, God answered it, but I was too close to the trees. I couldn't see the forest, or vice versa. So, three and a half years ago in October, I go to church, and I have a quarter in my pocket. I left it on the table there, okay, at home. I gave away all my money pretty much, but just a minute ago, so I have a little bit left. You all know what a Pentecostal handshake is, don't you? Do you, do you know? Okay, well... I go to church, Sunday morning, I got a quarter in my pocket. You can't buy nothing with a quarter. You got to have tax, penny or two tax. So I said to the church, I'm, I'm going to sow this seed for a harvest. So I took the quarter and I put it in the offering basket. Well, at the end of the service, a man came up to me and he shook my hand. I didn't look right away. I wanted to look and see what it was, but 
you know, I don't, don't act foolish with me. You want to know how much somebody slid in your hand. So afterwards, I go in the office, and I look at $25. Oh, hot diggity dog. And so I'm going to give God a tithe, 10%, and I'm going to give a 50-cent offering. But I hear this little voice say, give a 250 tithe and a 250 offering. Hey, I'm still up 20 bucks. Let's get real. 20 bucks is 20 bucks. You ever find money in your pockets? I love that. I know it's my money. I didn't know it was lost. But boy, I start going through all my pants pockets then. Don't lie. Come on. You know what I'm talking about. You get excited over little things. So I go in the office. I give 250 tithes, 250 offering. And I, I pastor, they close sweet tomatoes in Illinois. I'm sorry. We went to Sweet Tomatoes after church. On the way home, I, I'm going a certain way. I feel led to get down this street, get down this street. And one thing that I do, I've done for 25 years, I wholesale cars. I buy and sell cars. Sometimes I sell them to dealers or find them for private parties, whatever. And so I see a car for sale. It's a 2000 red Ford Contour, leather, sunroof, beautiful car. And an older couple, actually they were my age, but an older couple were out in the yard working. Because I looked at them and they looked like an older couple. When I look in the mirror, I am not an old person. I don't care if you like it or not. I ain't lying. I'm 39 years old. I've been 39, 34 times. All four of my kids are older than I am. And one of the ladies in the church who was 40, 41, she said, Pastor, why don't you talk about your age? Because it would give us hope. You're in good shape for somebody your age. So I started talking about my age, and I started getting aches and pains. I said, I'm going back to 39. I didn't have these aches and pains at 39. I don't think 73, in case you can't add, okay? I'm the youngest-looking 73-year-old you ever met. And I, am, I have seven more years before I'm 40. Say, why, Pastor? Because... Caleb, when he was 85, had the energy of a 40-year-old. I've been playing racquetball for 42 years. I've been, I play twice a week. And I beat some of these younger guys because i got some experience. You, get, you know, Christians hate to exercise. You know that, right? All of you Christians that hate to exercise, hold your hand up. See, a whole bunch of you. You're going against God. See, God says that physical exercise is good, but spiritual exercise is better. Get off your behind and do something because this is the temple of God and you are to keep it holy and the best way to keep it in shape is keep moving. I found out about ducking and weaving. Fiery darts coming at you. You, 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 got, you, got, you got to be watching. Now, you're only as old as you think you are. If you think you're old, you're going to act old. I did a revival in a church in St. Louis years ago, and over half the congregation was over 65. I was just a young pup. I mean, you know, younger than I am now. And I said to him, I said, well, you know what? Since you're retired, now you can go to work. What do you mean? Well, you don't have to go to work every day. Now you can go to work for God. So if you're not going to a job every day, call a pastor or whoever he designates and say, Pastor, what can I do to help the church grow? You have one of the most beautiful facilities I've ever been in. The anointing of God is here. When I walked in that door and walked across the stage, I felt the anointing. 
Now, some people don't know what I'm talking about. You don't know what the anointing feels like. I'm sorry. You need to get plugged into the Word. The Word will set you free. You will find out on the way over here. We listened to worship music all the way. Man, I was so high. By the time I got out of the truck, about I got out of the car, I was about drunk. You need to learn how to go to church and get drunk. Get, drink the fresh wine. But see, you've got to discover who you are. I am fearfully and wonderfully made. I am made in the image of God. I'm a wonder and a surprise to many. There's life and death in my tongue, and I'm going to eat what I speak. Well, I can't go to church this morning because I don't feel good. Well, this is what I tell my church. If i got to go to church, why don't you have to go? Come on, let's get real. If the pastor's got to show up, why don't you? lady went in and woke up her son said, son, you got to get up and go to church. No, my, I'm not going today. 15 minutes, son, you got to get up and go to church. My, I don't like them. They don't like me. Son, get up and go to church. Why, Ma? Because you're the pastor. Some of you will get that later on the way home. It'll, it'll, it, it went like that. You didn't, what did he say? Now, he that begin a good work in me ain't going to quit till he's done. Philippians 4, 6, 7, and 8. Be anxious for everything. That's a, but see, that's the way Christians are. Ooh, what about the world? Ooh, what about this? Ooh, what about the doctor's report? Ooh, what, ooh, 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 you walk around ooh and all the time. It says, be anxious for nothing. What's the two words in nothing? No thing. So be anxious for no thing. But with prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your request be made unto God. And this next verse, I do not understand. Pastor, maybe you can explain it to me later. I don't understand verse 7. It says, and the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. Then it says, and I, only, I don't remember them all, but there's eight things there. Whatever things are true, whatever things are pure, whatever things are lovely, whatever things are good report, if there be any virtue, if there be any praise, don't think about these things. No, it says think about these things. Do you know that God says he's a rewarder of those who diligently seek him? Weeping may endure for the night, but joy comes in the morning those are not some of them. they're just I'm throwing those in for free see we have to learn to apply the blood to the place it hurts now let me throw you in two verses I wasn't going to but I'll throw them in last Saturday night a week ago I went to a church service there was a guy there from South Africa he had us and some of the other pastors be there for prayer at the end. And a lady came up for prayer that had chronic fatigue, chronic fatigue syndrome. I looked at her and I said, and this is the third time the Lord showed me this, what happened to you six months or a year before you got sick? She said, my grandmother died and I got all stressed out about it had a guest speaker in my church, a lady came in on a walker. 
I looked at her. I said to somebody who knew her, I said, what happened to her six months to a year before she got sick? She had a big fight with her parents, and they won't forgive each other. The Bible says bitterness causes your bones to dry up. That's like arthritis. Now, you look at me and may think, well, Pastor, you haven't been any, through anything. You don't, you don't know anything about pain. You don't, you don't know anything about nothing. You're just a preacher. You're here to make us feel good. Well, let me tell you, I've been through some stuff. I won't tell it all to you, but I've been through some stuff. 1969, I had a ladder drop out from under me, and I dropped two stories, split the bones in both heels, had cast on both legs up to my knee. 1972, I missed getting hit broadside on the Indiana Tollway by about three inches. Uh, the car went off the ditch, came up, and came at me sideways, and I swerved, and I looked down and saw his bumper right there. 1974, I was hit by a train on the driver's door of my van. I've had three major car accidents, but I'm still here. Why? Say why, Pastor. Because God ain't done with me yet. And the devil can't kill me. See, I'm not going to die because I'm sick. I'm going to die because I'm finished. Don't be walking around talking about how bad you feel. Talk about how good your God is. If you get a bad doctor's report, do not say, I got cancer. I got lupus. I got this. I got that. Shut up. You can say the doctor said, I have this. 2003, I, I, I got sick on Sunday afternoon, Monday afternoon, Wednesday morning, Thursday morning, I drove myself to the hospital. When I drove into the hospital, they started working on me before they admitted me. I had gallstones, but I didn't know what it was. I just knew I was in severe pain. My pancreas count, my liver count went through the roof. They told my wife, said, half the people walk in his condition, don't walk out. Three weeks later, I was back playing racquetball. In 2008, my herniated disc from the train went out. My leg went numb from here to here. I couldn't walk. I go to the hospital. After several days, I won't tell you the whole story, but after several days, I called the administrator and said, they're not treating me right. I need some help. The, the main doctor who operates on herniated disc was there. They operated on Monday, went home on Tuesday. Eight weeks later, I went back to the doctor. I'm no better. My disc, had, my back had re-herniated. They did another surgery, but God's still good. Because of October 1st of that year is when uh, Medicare kicked in. The first operation was $52,000. The second was $21,000. And I didn't pay a dime. See, God gets things ready ahead of time. In 03, when my pancreas and liver and all that went nuts, I was working at a radio station. I used to do radio. And, and on December 1st, insurance went into effect. And December 12th is when my thing went crazy, $35,000. See, God can take care of you if you just trust him. What's that saying? Trust and obey, for there's no other way to be happy in Jesus but to trust and obey. All right. Let me carry on with my list. Those are little side stories to get you excited. Now, if, if you don't get excited, I'm going to bring the jumper cables down here. And we can hook you up. Matthew 6.33 says, Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be added unto you. 
what things? Whatever your heart's desire, because the Lord tells you he wants to give you the desires of your heart. This, this, this last one here, if you could only grasp this, it would change the face of this community. Jesus was talking and he says, can't give you the reference, maybe they'll look it up, but greater things than these shall you do because I'm going home to be with dad. I made that person. He's going home to be with dad. Did you know that I'm, I'm part Jewish? Yeah, my brother's Jewish. Jesus. I got adopted into the family. You all should be part Jewish. If you could only grasp how awesome you are, you would walk differently and talk differently and act differently because as a child of the king, and all those verses I gave you, when you start acting like you are somebody special. I did this years ago. I walked into a restaurant, and I, I had my suit on, and I had my top coat, so I took my top coat and just threw it over my shoulders. I opened the door, and I walked in. I watched out of the corner of my eye, people looking at me like, who is this? I got over to where I was going to sit, I flipped the thing off, I laid it down, I said, people are glancing out, who is this? Walked into the same restaurants a few weeks later, had on my old clothes, walked in, nobody paid any attention. When you act like you're supposed to, people will take notice. That's why I said to those young people, if you all would do that, every time you get near somebody, try to touch them. Just be friendly. I had a lady in my church who was sitting in the third row, third row, first seat. As I walked up, I was preaching. I just put my hand on her shoulder while I was preaching. I didn't feel a thing. But she began to shake and cry. I don't know what God was doing. I didn't feel a thing leave me, but the anointing is transferable. And later at the end of the service, when I walked by, she said, no, don't touch me, Pastor. I can't, don't, don't touch me. I can't take anymore. Don't touch me. Okay. Had a guy come to the church trying to sell me something. He was a music leader, and I didn't know it. Tony used to be with me years ago. Isn't he awesome? He makes it. See, I don't care how bad you may think I am because he was so good, it makes me look better because I brought him. Right, brother? Okay, all right. What did I just say before I so rudely interrupted myself? No. Okay, see, here, here's the thing. I was in Brownsville years ago when Steve Hill came there to do a, a Father's Day service. That's all he was going to do. He was there for years. Simple salvation message. The kids got changed. The adults got changed. People came from all over the world. Pastor, my heart is for you that this become the lighthouse of this part of Ohio, Indiana, Michigan, Kentucky, 
that they begin to come because they hear. And, and this is what I want. I want the glory cloud to rest over your church. That when people are going by on the expressway, they have to pull over. They'll come in and say, I don't know why I'm here, but I was drawn here. Now, if pastor and I get in agreement, pastors, I'm sorry, if, if the three of us get in agreement, where two or three are together, he's here. But what if all of you got in agreement? We want our church to be a lighthouse for a dark world. And our world is really messed up, folks. I don't care if you're a Democrat or Republican, it's a mess. And only prayer is going to change it. Stop talking about the Democrats or Republicans. Just say, God, have your will. Do whatever you do best. Surprise us. Because, see, here's what I'm believing. I'm believing for exceedingly abundantly. Anybody want to agree with me on that? Exceedingly abundantly above all you could think or ask. I can ask for some big things. Now, can I be completely, totally honest with you for a minute? I want to go out and preach all the time. I do all sorts of things to make money. I'm not into, I mean, you got to pay the bills. You know that. You got to pay your mortgage payment, the car insurance, this, that, all, all the stuff. My wife has been ill for 20 years. Fibromyalgia. A year ago, December, she got hit by her own car. Hit her leg, has a hematoma on her leg. She has to go like every two weeks to have it drained. Uh, in February of, the, of 2016, she fell in the bedroom, broke her wrist, had to have a plate put in. Went for therapy, it kept bothering her. A few weeks ago, she went to have the plate taken out again. She's not having a good time. I want her well. I want her well. She's an anointed woman. She can preach better than I can. But she's not. But she can hardly get up. She goes from the bed to the couch, the couch to the bed. She's in pain, severe pain. Let me tell you, it's not fun. But God is still able. I'm expecting a miracle. I have a number of miracles I'm believing for, exceedingly abundantly. I go to my mailbox at home looking for a check that's going to pay off my house. I go to the church and I look at the mailbox and I'm expecting a check that will pay off the church. Because that way we can do more for God if I don't have to make mortgage payments. I told God, God, you own the cattle on a thousand hills. You could sell some of them cattle and send some money over. I want to go minister like Pastor does. I, I want to, you know, he's going to Roger, uh, Providence, Rhode Island. See, I want to go share the good news. I want to bring some joy into people's lives. I want you to be, become such a happy Christian. Well, here, let's practice something. Some of you have got frowned down really well. You're really good at it. It takes 43 muscles to frown and 15 to smile. 
Show me what 15 muscles look like. That's, that's good. Come on. Come on. Yeah, that's pretty good. That, that man, he's got it. No, you ain't got it, girl. Come on. Sure. <laughs> Didn't I say to you a moment ago that laughter is good like a medicine? I don't really care if you laugh at me or laugh with me. I don't care. I know who I am. I'm not intimidated by you. Now, what I started to say before, I, I want to go out and preach. In the fall, I said to the church, I'm going to be going out next year, this year. This is my first stop. Not a bad place to start, right? I'm supposed to go to India at the end of the month. And the guy who invited me is going to pay for the ticket. That's awesome. Because I don't have a thousand or two thousand dollars for the ticket. See, you've got to start believing that if God gives you the vision, He's going to give you the provision. I want you to raise your level of expectancy. Sir, I, I know I heard you talking to Pastor earlier. I don't know what happened to your leg. But today's Wednesday, and by Sunday, I'd like to see you walking like it never happened. Now, let me back up and give you the two verses I started to give you before. Matthew 6, uh, 14 and 15. Those are the two verses immediately after the Lord's Prayer. And if you read them in the Amplified Bible, it says, If you forgive those who wrongfully, spitefully use you, Leaving it, get it, letting go, in, and giving up resentment, your heavenly Father will forgive you. Next verse says, but if you do not forgive those who wrongfully, spitefully use you, leaving it, letting go, and giving up resentment, neither will your heavenly Father forgive you. There's nobody out there who's done anything to you, that you that's worth you getting sick over. So it's time that you consciously, and I've had people say, well, I can't forgive them for what they did. Well, yeah, you can, but you may not want to. Years ago, I literally wanted to kill somebody. I'm, I'm not kidding you. Because of what they've done to me. I went to racquetball club, waiting on my friend Jerry to come off the court, because I was going to have him, because he had some friends in the mafia who were going to send some boys, just as a favor to him, for me, down to a place to put a hurt on this guy to whatever degree I want it done. And while I'm sitting there waiting on Jerry to come off the court from playing racquetball, a Jewish man walked in. His name was Harvey Gilden. And Harvey said, Tony, what are you doing here? You're not playing today. Well, how would he know whether I'm playing today or not? So I told him what I was going to do. He looked at me and he said, do you think God would be happy with that? I went out to my van and cried like a baby. Oh God, what I almost did. Because see, I read that scripture that says, vengeance is mine, saith Tony Davidson. <laughs> Have you ever read that verse? Put your name in there. Why did I had my name in there? I had to forgive. And I won't give you the details, but what I had to forgive was 
monstrous. I didn't tell anybody this for, for 50 years. I was sexually abused when I was a teenager by a teacher who was a friend of my mother's. And back in those days, who do you tell? So I acted out. See, one in four boys are sexually molested. One in three girls are sexually molested. But many times they don't tell anybody because it was done to them. But for some reason, we think it's our fault. I've done a lot of things I'm not proud of, but see, it's covered by the blood. Covered by the blood. All your sins. The scripture says in Revelation, it says, by your testimony and the blood of the Lamb. 2 Corinthians 5, 17, I believe it, it says, therefore, if any man or woman be in Christ, they are a new creature. Behold, all things have passed away and new things have become new. See, you are a new person. Can I say this nicely? When are you going to become a new person? You keep acting like that same old person you used to. No, you're a new person in Christ. Start acting like it. You're forgiven. You're set free. If you're forgiven and you'll forgive others, a whole new life is coming. When sickness and disease tries to attack me, I lay hands on myself. And I claim the scripture that says, God set the members in the body, every one of them as it has pleased him. So I lay hands on myself, and I claim the word over my parts. I said, okay, everybody get along. Stop fighting with each other. Now, if I do something stupid, which I'm occasionally, I might do, like one day years ago, we went to Bennington's when Bennington was around. I loved her nachos. Play the nachos, about like that. 11.30 at night. That's a no-no. I ate the whole plate of nachos. Went home and had nightmares. I was killing people. People were killing all around me. I can't, it wasn't the devil. It was my digestive system that was screaming and saying, what is wrong with you? Now let me give you some health tips. Nothing to eat for three hours before you go to bed except water that's it now tonight we're going to go eat i may have to stay up till two o'clock in the morning but literally breakfast should be breaking the fast every morning i have a banana a bran muffin and orange juice it should be water but i like orange juice if i could be crass and say this you should be in the bathroom within an hour after you eat bathroom after you eat breakfast because that means your system's working right this is the temple of God. If you will start tonight treating it right, it will start treating you right. Amen? All right. It's 732 in Chicago. Okay, let me ask this. How many people give me just five minutes? 5, 10, 15, 20, 25, 30, 35, 40, 45, 50, 55, 60, 65, 70. Okay, I'm all right. All right, here's what I want to do. 
Would you play Holy Spirit, Thou Art Welcome in this place? One of my favorites. I traveled with Benny Hinn for six years. I missed four crusades in six years. My wife used to work for United. Two and a half years, I went to a different country every month, along with the, with the monthly stateside. I love this song. When you invite the Holy Spirit to come in, we've had phenomenal praise and worship tonight, didn't we? Oh, my God. It, it builds the anointing. I want you to find some worship music to listen to, to carry within your car. I listen to Terry McAllman all the time. I have CDs. I just, I listen to it. Let, let me, I like to play solitaire. Sometimes just as a time waster on a computer. And one day I'm playing solitaire and all of a sudden dirty words flooded my mind. Words I would never say. I didn't know what, I, what in the world just happened. Well, an idle mind is a devil's workshop. So I put my worship music on, on my computer. And I continued to play, but see the dirty words left. Because I was worshiping. One day I was listening to a song and I pulled into Jewel parking lot and the song came on and I began to pray in tongues and cry at the same time. I had no idea why. I just began to cry and I'm praying in tongues and the song was so good I, re I repeated it and I kept on crying and praying in tongues. I have no idea who I was praying for, what I was praying about, but the Holy Ghost showed up in the car. Now, Terry McHallman, uh, Terry McHallman has a song. Uh, it's the ninth song on one of his CDs. How long, O oh Lord, until I wake up to be more like you? I was on my way downtown to do radio. I went on the air at 6 in the morning. I'm driving along, and somebody cut me off, and I lost it. Idiots, why they, why they, blah, 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 blah. So I kept playing this, and I got it back. I got the anointing back. It was, oh, I feel better. Oh, Lord, how long until I wake up to be more like you? Parked the car, walked in the building, and the guy let the elevator door close in my face. And I lost it again. See, you've got to be careful you don't grieve the Holy Spirit. The Bible says rejoice always, 1 Thessalonians, rejoice always, pray without ceasing, in everything, not for everything, but in everything give thanks. And then it says don't quench the Spirit. So here's what I'm going to do for ministry time. If you're mad at somebody, stand up. If somebody's done you wrong, somebody's abused you verbally, physically, spiritually, financially, it's time we're going to let it go. Because the anointing breaks the yoke. Without embarrassing you, would you all come down here? I will not embarrass you if I, I in no way or shape. I'm not here to embarrass you. Because, see, I want you healed. I want you going home tonight free. Now, join hands. Father, in the name of Jesus, I am in agreement with 
forgiveness. Because you're in agreement with forgiveness. And so, Lord, I ask you to heal her mind, heal her emotions, heal her finances, heal her spiritually. Lord, from the top of her head to the soles of her feet, from her front to her back, from her left to her right, freedom is here tonight. Freedom. I want you to consciously give it to the Lord. Just say, Lord, I give it to you. I'm tired of suffering. And they're not worth it. Does that make sense? Because tonight is your night. Is that your husband you're sitting next to? You're going to have a new marriage. I command it in Jesus' name. I don't know if he's the one or who it is, and I don't care. God knows. But when you consciously choose to forgive, the joy is going to come back in your life. Joy unspeakable and full of glory. You're going to get so excited, you'll have trouble sleeping because you realize that when Jesus died on the cross, he died for all of us. 2,000 years ago, he looked down into history and knew what happened. He said, daughter, I love you. I forgave you for all your stuff. Will you forgive them for their stuff? And he did. In Jesus' name. Amen. Forgive them. Are you ready to forgive them? Say, Lord, tonight's my night. I'm free because I choose to be free according to your word. So I claim your word over my life. No more. Every time I think of them, I'm just going to bless them. In Jesus' name. You know what? Your countenance is changing right now. Yours is going to, yeah, see, yours is going to be changing in the next couple minutes. It hasn't changed yet, but I command your countenance to change. I command joy to come back into your life. Just joy. I want you to just walk around laughing. Uh, can you practice that? Can you sit, make a laugh sound? No, no, give me a laugh better than that. Yeah, yeah that's good. Try again. <laughs> oh, sweet Jesus. Whew. Can you laugh with her? Come on. Come on, laugh with her. Come on, laugh with her out loud. Whoa. Whoa. Whew. Whew. Let me stop for a minute. I, I had a couple come to church years ago. They were from Taiwan. They were from Taiwan. They were, he was there for doctor something at a hospital in Chicago. They couldn't understand any English. She came up for prayer. I laid hands on her. She falls out. We left him on the floor because we like to let him cook. Sometimes it takes a while for God to do what he wants to do. So I just leave him on the floor. After about 20 minutes, she got up laughing. God healed her hurt even though she couldn't speak English. 
You're feeling better, aren't you? Yeah, that's called the anointing. Ooh, yes. Heal every part of you. Ooh. Healing. Mind, body, soul, spirit, emotions. Heal every part. Every part. Every part. Every part. Every part. Ooh. See, I don't care if you fall down. Falling down, I don't care. If God wants to lay you on the floor and cook you, it's okay. But I may fall down, so that's all right. Pastor will jump up and take over. That's all right. In the name of Jesus, you are forgiven. You say, well, Pastor, I'm, I'm mad at somebody. Yeah, but you're forgiven for being mad at them. whom the Son sets free is free indeed. So tonight, because you came up here and you held, you stood up and you came up here, God is working a miracle in your life. In your, the seat of your motion is right here. God is working a miracle in here and in your mind. bad you want it? Really bad, yeah. It's not worth holding on to anymore. Whew, and I know it was bad, but look at all what Jesus did for you. He saved your soul and he made you whole. He forgave all your sin. Tonight's your night to be free. You can go home and sleep like a baby. The Bible says, be not afraid of sudden fear, for I have promised you sweet sleep. You're going to be able to sleep again and not be angry and mad and all upset. And every time it comes back, say, no, 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 I'm forgiven because I chose to forgive. Amen. Look at me for a minute. You're a special woman of God. I don't know anything about you. The Lord loves you. And you are special in His sight. Can you accept that? And that person, whoever did whatever they did, I don't know if they're a believer or not. It doesn't make any difference. But see, when you forgive them, see, the Bible says, go to somebody who's offended you and ask them to forgive you even though they offended you. When really you want to punch their lights out. But she said, no, would you forgive me? What? I don't know. No, just I'm asking because I feel like there's something between us. Because when you let it go, if they don't let it go, it's on them. <laughs> I love that part. <laughs> it's their problem now. It's not my problem. I choose to forgive. So right now, just say, I choose to forgive. Right now. I let it go. I'm free. In Jesus' name.
sunset's free, it's free indeed. Hallelujah. Pastor, when I came in tonight, I stopped by earlier just because I felt led to. And the young lady who showed me around, she just, I really needed to know. And I prayed for her, and she told me what had happened. And I said, well, you know what? I think the reason I came earlier was just for you. Because you never know why you're going to be someplace. I call them divine appointments. You know, I, I, the other night I was in Jewel. I stopped in because I was going to tape a TV program for TBN, and, and, and a lady stopped me. She said, you're the pastor, right? I said, yeah. She said, you bought my groceries a few months ago. Because she came to the store and she was in front of me and she put some groceries back. And the Holy Spirit said, buy her groceries. So I said, I'll pay for them and just run them out to her car. And she came back in with a bag boy and she said, that's awesome. That's fine. She was crying. She said, I want to go on a mission trip and I'm trying to save my money. You never know. A random act of kindness can change somebody's life. Now, I've sown $500 into your church. I could have used that money to pay bills with, but God said do it. So I'm believing for 50 people who will come and bring others. Because two years ago, Daniel called and said, can we stop and spend the night? And that began a transformation that I didn't know about. I just went there to open the door. Now, it's quarter to nine. Let me do this. Thank you all. You're free. You can lay there as long as you want. It's okay. I don't care. Because I want to honor your time. I do have another hour and ten minutes of free because you gave me five minutes. Just kidding. I'm just kidding. If you want prayer, Pastor has to go home and go to bed because he has to get up at 3 or 4 o'clock in the morning. But I will stay here and pray for anybody who wants prayer. If you don't want prayer, that's fine. Go home. I've brought these pastors. Okay. This was a picture of me. I'm not asking you to send me money. I'm not asking you to call me I'm asking you to pray for me. I'm going to, if it's okay, I'm going to lay them here. And if you want one, just take it home, put it up on your refrigerator. Don't throw darts at it. Just say, bless him, Lord. Watch over him and keep him safe. Heal his wife. Would you do that? Because, see, there's power in prayer. Again, I'm not asking you to send me money. I, I'm not here for that. I'm just asking for your prayers. And prayer changes things. Amen? Amen. If you want prayer, come up. Pastor, you want to say anything before I open it up for all? Oh, okay, fine then. Okay. All right. Tony is getting ready to pray for people, and some of you are going to be going home and picking up your children. But before we go, 
Let's get an offering ready. He's getting ready to go to India, and I know his ticket's paid for, but I travel all the time, and I know that just because you got a ticket, that doesn't mean things are covered. So let's get a seat ready for Brother Tony and make your checks payable to Only Believe Ministries Christian Center, and uh, we'll make sure that he gets a check. And uh, if you want credit for your cash, please put your name on your envelope. Hallelujah. <coughs> Praise God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Let's lift these seeds up towards heaven. Now, Father, as we give these into the man of God, God, I believe in miracle returns. I believe that as we communicate with those that communicate with us, as we reap from their spiritual goods, that, God, we return to them carnal goods. Now, God, as we give tonight, we know it's given back to us, pressed down and shaken together, running over. Men and women will bring it into our bosom. Now, God, we thank you for it in Jesus' mighty name. Amen and amen. And bring your offering unto the Lord. please. Why is he so blessed? I looked at him and I just saw a blessing. Just Well, see, people say, Harry, so I'm blessed, highly favored on top and rising. I ain't coming down no matter what you say. You've got to learn to watch your confession. If it wasn't for my good looks, my charm, my personality, my wit, and my humbleness, I don't know what I'd do. I'm speaking to things that are not as though they are. See, I'm trying to claim those things. Start speaking life into yourself. Amen. If you want prayer, come on up. We'll pray for you. We're going to believe God for miracles. Four people have agreed to take my cards, so, you know. <laughs> Hallelujah. 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 Again, I don't care if you fall down. God can hear you upright or flat on your back. Daniel, have you felt the anointing tonight? Because he said, I want what we had at the church. I think we, think, I think we. Oh, Jesus. Just spread out. something you've been believing for. 
that's on its way. I don't know what it is. That's what the Lord said. There's something you believe. Is that right? Am I right? And it's not a little thing. I think it's a big thing. Yeah. yeah. Well, the Lord heard you. Remember when Daniel prayed? It took three weeks for the angel to get there. He said, I left heaven. It's already left heaven, girl. Just begin to expect it. I don't know if it's coming by UPS or FedEx or FedUp. You heard that UPS and FedEx merged, right? And that's why they call it FedUp. <laughs> Start rejoicing. When you go home, walk around your house and just start saying, thank you, Lord. Pastor said, you heard my cry. Is that okay? That's all I got to say. Let me stop for just a second. I've been in two churches in the last month. I was in one a week ago Saturday where the pastor, the visiting evangelist from South Africa prayed for me. And he said, the prophetic that's in you is going to come out. I'm not used to practicing this, but I'm going to just try to release it tonight. Because I was in a church a month before, and I'm sitting over to the side while the guy's taking the offering. And he looks at me and he said, I don't know who you are. Are you a pastor? I said, yeah. He said, come here. He said, and he stopped in the middle of the offering and began to say, there's a prophetic anointing in you that's coming out. Now, if I say something to you and it doesn't fit, dismiss it. I don't have a problem with that. But if it rings your bell, because I don't know you. I've never seen you, most of you, before. I may never see you again this side of glory, but God has such great things in store for this church. Man, it's unbelievable what God has shown me about this church in the last month. That's why I'm so excited to come. Have you been having any health issues? what the Lord showed me. I want you to change your diet starting tomorrow morning. Are you willing to do that? Because I want you well. From the top of your head to the tips of your toes, from your front to your back, from your right to your left. But whatever you're eating is poison. It's garbage. Nothing to eat for three hours before you go to bed. Eat lots of fruits and vegetables. I've done, I've done several 40-day fasts. No cooked food. No sweets. I gave up Pepsi. I was a Pepsiholic for 40 years. I gave up Pepsi about 15 years ago. I haven't had a Coke or a Pepsi for 15 years. I drink lemonade, water, and occasionally a Sprite. I had one with chili earlier. Change your diet. I'm going, I'm going to give you a word. Within 45 days to 60 days, not only are you going to lose weight, but when you go back to the doctor, the doctor's going to say to you, what have you been doing? You're going to say, I've changed my intake. Because if you keep on doing what you're doing, you're going to keep on getting what you're getting. And if you don't like what you're getting, you've got to change what you're doing. 
I call you to wellness starting now. This is the temple of God, and you will keep it holy. Because, see, you still have work to do in the kingdom of God. There's lost souls all around you that need to come to Christ that only you can influence. Are you willing? In Jesus' name, we call it done. I wonder what you're expecting, but that's what the Lord said. right on I call you to wellness no more I've actually prayed for people who smoke I said if you ever smoke another cigarette I pray you get so sick that you have to go to the hospital oh I didn't know if I want to quit that bad well the cigarettes are killing you so no more because if pastor ever lets me come back, I want to see a, a new you, a trim and fit you. Amen? What's your first name? All right, Steve. Take my card, put it on your refrigerator. Every time you go to go to the refrigerator, say, oh, no, 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 oh, I can't do that. Okay, good. You ready, girl? You ready for some awesome things? What do you do? I don't know how old you are because I can't tell anymore because I'm only 16. Okay, inside. Okay. What do you want to be when you grow up? Okay. Okay. Because he said he'll give you the desires of your heart. In the next three to six months, something's going to open, some door is going to open. I have no idea what. He didn't show me. He just said some door is going to open. Just be ready to walk through it. The Bible says, study to show yourself approved, learning how to rightly divide the word. you got to have a word to say. You get a tape player, go out in the garage or someplace, and preach to yourself. So you hear what you say. The first time I did that, I thought, that can't be me. That's not my voice. See, I have a what's called a distinct voice, an unusual voice. I did radio for years. I talked to hundreds of thousands of people every day on a 50,000 lux station. Because when I was 18, 19, I took a correspondence course. I learned how to say Bach and Beethoven and all that stuff. But a friend in Springfield, I said, well, Tony, he said, you got a nasal sound in your voice. You'll never, they want clear tonology. Well, 25 years later, I was on the radio talking to people about Jesus, and they didn't care what tonology I had. Amen? Get ready. And what do you want, girl? You do. <coughs> Excuse me, I'm sorry. What do you want to write? Okay. Have you started yet? Well, let's do some more. See, remember, he wants to give you the desires of your heart. If you want to write about his love, practice it. Start writing about children. And, and what you see in children, because see, children love unconditionally. As we get older, we, we stop loving unconditionally. We just, we have attitudes and, and we forget about gratitude. And So start writing about what you see in children. 
that will transfer as adults read it to their children. It'll change their heart. Does that make sense? different desires, one to speak, one to write, get so lucky as a giver? Sometimes you don't think she says the right thing. (laughs) I don't know where that came from, but it just popped out. But see, men are factual, women are emotional. And many times women are more tuned into God's voice we're looking at the facts but a woman will say oh it doesn't feel right learn to listen to that because she is your helper your help me per se but hug each other hug each other father heal every hurt every sadness every sorrow bring joy May it fill their house to where they walk around, even when they get home tonight, just laughing. Saying, honey, I love you. Back and forth, they go, honey, I love you. Honey, I love you. Honey, I love you. Okay, honey, I love you. Okay, forgive me, please. Okay, forgive me, too. (laughs) That's it. Let it out. Look at her and say, honey, will you forgive me for every dumb thing I've done and for not listening to you? And say, honey, will you forgive me for every stupid thing I've done? (laughs) And now say to each other, we're going to start listening to each other. It's going to make your marriage a whole lot better. Would you like to have that? Happy wife, happy life. (laughs) She ain't happy, you ain't got no chance in the world of being happy. There's There's a book by Willard Harley called His Needs, Her Needs. She has five basic needs and you have five basic needs, but they are really different. I want to get that book and, and read the other part as well as your own and read it to each other and talk about it and you'll find out it'll open your eyes wow I didn't know that about you you know what a woman's first two basic needs are that's what I figured 
affection and conversation. You have to read the book to find out what a man's first basic need is. I can tell you, but, you know, we're in church, so, you know, it's sex. Yeah. But if you take care of her needs, she'll take care of your needs. That's what's important. Hear her heart. She loves you. And she cares about you. And she wants the best for you. Amen? What a good-looking group. Are you two related? Are you cousins? Uh, is, this your, is this your wife? Is this your husband? It's not. I knew that. What, you think I'm a dummy? Oh, don't answer that. What are we praying? All right. Father, we pray for families being healed. Erica, you back there, because I'm having trouble standing up. <laughs> There's many families here that need healing. Not just this one. Father, let the sun shine. Let the S-O-N-E, S-H-I-N-E, shine. Shine on families tonight. Heal every hurt. Remove every barrier. Heal relationships mothers and fathers and children and brothers and sisters and aunts and uncles and cousins and neighbors and everybody else. In Jesus' name. These are two lovely kids. Handsome and beautiful. We don't want any residue left. Stretch your hands this way. No residue left. No residue. In Jesus' name. the hurt and bring joy back take away the sadness and sorrow let joy come flooding in the scripture says weeping endures for a night but joy comes in the morning oh God she's such a lovely lady but she's been hurt I don't know anything I just know what I feel in her face and I want her to be happy Happy with life. Happy with life. Daughter, look at me for a second. You're forgiven. I don't care what it is. You're set free. He came to die for every hurt, every wound, every pain.
didn't drive five hours to get here to leave you like you were when you came up. So say, Jesus, I give it all to you. All the pain, all the sadness, all the hurt, all the bitterness, I release it right now. Because here's what I want you to do. I want you to throw it at the cross. Just do it. Come on, do it. You got some more in there, just do it. Because what does Scripture say? Bring your fears and cares and worries to the foot of the cross and leave them there. In fact, I'll tell you what to do. I want you to go up there and just kneel by the cross. Stay there as long as you need to. And when you're free, get up. Okay? Because we agree that you are free. Amen? I'm so glad to finally meet you. <laughs> Haven't heard a thing about you. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I heard about you and your kids. You're such a lovely lady. says he's the rewarder of those who diligently seek him and he daily loads us down with benefits this is what I'm hearing I hear you all been struggling I don't know in what area but struggling give it to God. Say, God, I'm your child. I'm your servant. I love serving you. But if I can say this, but God, you've got to fix this. Does that make sense? Because I can't fix this. You've got to fix this. I want to have joy unspeakable in my house. See, I, I love hearing about people walking around their house laughing. What you laughing about? I think it was Zig Ziglar, whose wife was a hugger. And every time, everything she walked by, she'd hug him or dust you because it needed to be dusted. And if there was something wrong with you, if, if, if you didn't hug her back, she'd put you over in the corner. No, but just every time you walk by him, I don't care if you're happy or sad, hug him. Every time you walk by her, just stop and give her a hug for two seconds. Because hugs change things. Had a lady come to church Sunday, hadn't been there in probably a year and a half. She's, her mother's got Alzheimer's. She hadn't, she's overwhelmed. And she walked in the door, and I just stood there, and I just hugged her. I mean, tight. And she hugged me. I said, I said, Anna, when's the last time that you got hugged like this? She said, I think the last time I was here, which was like a year or more before, but then we got some ladies in the church to begin to help her. They're going to go to the house and watch her mother so she can get out of the house. I want you to get somebody to come and watch the kids so you all can have date nights. There's not enough dating going on here. And see, church is important and worshiping God and working for God is important, but you've got to have date nights. going out on a date later. Well, sort of like. 
We're going to take Tony with us, you know, but well, no, I don't know about now. Just kidding. Can you all learn to have fun? Let's start enjoying being a Christian. Amen? Amen. God's not done with you. There's a work that he has for you. Has he revealed it to you yet? Uh, he's shown you some of it. There's, there's, it's, a, it's a mighty work. I have no idea. See, he doesn't show me what it is. But there's something awesome coming your way. You're going to have so much fun. I think you'll walk around grinning just because you're having so much fun. See, let me say this. If you have a job and you don't love what you do, quit your job and go get another one. And if you don't think your boss is really smart, then you're the dummy. Because your boss was smart enough to hire you. And your job is to find out what your boss's biggest problem is and try to solve it so you become indispensable. See, your job in the church is to find out how do I help Pastor Peter grow the church? All of us. The staff. Uh, see, I talked to him. He's got people been here for years on staff. Now, I meant to say this earlier. Hold on just a second. Sheep begat sheep. Your job is to go get sheep and bring them to church. Shepherds train shepherds. It's not his job to go get sheep. It's his job to work with the staff of under shepherds so that when you all bring new people in, they can be discipled so they can stop learning, they can learn how not to be stupid sheep. Amen? Sheep are some of the dumbest animals. Oh my goodness. Do you know what happens with an old sheep when a new shepherd comes in? He breaks the sheep's legs, all four legs, and carries the sheep around his neck while the legs heal. And what happens is that sheep gets so used to hearing the shepherd's voice body to body. When I speak, it resonates through there. So when they set the sheep down, where does the sheep stay? Right against the shepherd's leg. Don't be a stupid sheep and don't be an old sheep. Be a young sheep who's willing to follow. Amen. Get ready. It's going to be awesome. It's going to be fun. I have no idea what it is. Amen. been through some stuff, haven't you? Yes. Now turn your light. You got beautiful eyes. The devil's trying to convince you that you're ugly and worthless and a whole bunch of other stuff. But did you hear what I said? You are made in God's image. You are fearfully and wonderfully made. You're a wonder. You're going to be a wonder and a surprise to many. It's coming real soon. Because you are a mighty woman of God. I know you don't believe me. But hear me. The Lord God Almighty sent me here tonight, if for nobody else to speak into your life, that you are somebody special. 
hear me? I want you to start carrying yourself like you're the most beautiful woman in the world. Because you are. You know what? When you stand up straight, it helps your back. It helps your muscles. You walk with purpose. Now, it's going to take you. Pastor, I, I don't know this girl at all. I, huh? I want you to assign somebody with her, a strong woman of God, to begin to disciple her to help her understand how, she, how important she is in God's kingdom. You are forgiven, so you have to forgive. And you're going to have such fun, what I told that gentleman, you're going to have such fun, you'll forget, because, okay, therefore, if any man be, or woman be in Christ, they're a new creature, old things are passed away. Behold, all things have become new. Tonight, newness is sweeping over you. Will you receive it? And there's going to be somebody who's going to start helping you. You're going to memorize Scripture. You're going to begin to speak Scripture over your own life. And you at first, I am fearfully and wonderfully made. That means you have to carry yourself differently. I'm not going to walk around like this anymore. Oh, woe is me. Oh, sweet Jesus, I'm in trouble. No, I am fearfully and wonderfully made. I am a mighty woman of God. I, the Bible says that we're soldiers, warriors, avengers, overcomers, and intercessors. That means you've got to start acting like it. If the, if the pastor ever lets me come back, I want you to come and tell me who you are because I won't remember because you're going to look so different. You're going to carry yourself with excellence. I see such awesome things happening in your life. God awesome? You know that. I know you know that. I sense that. Because you are a mighty woman of God. Sometimes you don't believe it. But you are. You know you're blessed coming in and going out. Where are your shoulders back? See, when you walk into a room, the demons will flee because of the power of God in you. You won't take a back seat to any demon that comes near you because they will see your big brother Jesus standing right behind you. They're not afraid of you. They're afraid of him. But you represent him. So you have the power and authority to speak life into a dead situation. Does that make sense? I don't know what the, if that's what you came up for, but it wasn't, was it? Okay. Give me 10. No, no, give me 10. Come on, give me 10. Yes. Hurts, doesn't it? All right, Father. Grant her every need. Grant her every need. 
grant her every need. Grant her every need. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. She is healed, delivered, and set free. Take away the aches and the pains, the sadness and sorrow. And fill her full of joy. He wants your family saved just as bad as you do. Okay. Pastor, bring your little book here. I, I want to give you something you may want to use sometime. I teach this to people to pray a fivefold prayer. Okay? You pray for people's salvation, their deliverance, healing from what they got delivered from fullness of the Holy Spirit. But last but not least, there'd be no joy in anything they do that's outside the will of God, which covers everything. So whenever you think of family, you say, Lord, I pray for their salvation, their deliverance, their healing, their fullness of the Spirit. But Lord, most of all, I pray there'd be no joy in anything they do that's outside the will of God, your will. Which means when they ain't having fun and they're miserable, they're going to have to run to God. Because there's no joy in the world. In fact, if they're smoking, I pray they get sick. If they're doing drugs, I pray that they, get, they just can't stand it. If they're drinking, they, they throw up. I'm specific. See, I'd like to be specific. Now expect God to move. Does that make sense? Yeah. Okay. So as you pray for them, salvation, deliverance, healing, fullness of the Spirit, and no joy in anything they do that's outside the will of God. And it's not personal. Pray this silently. Don't tell them what you're praying. Just pray. And see, it's going to get so hot in there, they're going to have to give up their ways. Now you just begin to expect them to run. Pastor, what I pray for your church is that people are lined up outside for the next service. You say, well, Pastor, I, the place is not full now. I said, I'm praying the people lined up and when they get inside the vestibule, they fall out. And we have to stack them like cordwood. And then they crawl into the sanctuary and crawl to the altar and repent. Now, we teach them how to be worshipers before workers, because when you get worshipers, they don't mind working. Because they worship while they work. See? But we're we in agreement, right? People outside waiting to get in for the next service. Can I come once in a while and preach the second service? joy. Just get excited. Your life is changing because when all your family comes to church with you, how many of you got in your family? That many, huh? Can you fill up a pew? Short pew? Long pew? Okay, that's fine. Find a short pew and fill it up. 
Now start praying for your neighbors. Here's another thing. Pray, find out your neighbors' names and begin to pray for them. Same, th- same prayer. It'll either get so hot on the block, they'll either get saved or move. <laughs> Brooklyn Tabernacle did that in New York years ago. And people got saved and some moved because they didn't want to get saved. It took two, within two years, the community changed. she been putting up with you? Seven years. Seven? I thought it had been at least seven and a half. <laughs> what can we pray for? Okay. Would you stretch your hands this way? Father, in the name of Jesus, I speak to every part of his body, from the top of his head to the tips of his toes, from his front to his back, from his left to his right, and I call forth healing in every artery, blood vessel, corpuscle, bone, joint, whatever the organs are. I have no idea what they are, but you need to heal them right now in Jesus' name because you said in your word, by his stripes I am healed, and by his stripes I was healed, so he was and is, and it's just done right now in Jesus' name. Sickness and disease, you've got to go. You can't live in this house anymore. I said you can't live in this house anymore. No more. Healing is the children's bread. Healing. Healing. Heal the mind. Heal the emotions. Heal the flesh. Heal the finances. Heal every part. Would you say touch the top of his head. I'm going to touch his feet. Father, right now, from the head to the toes, run throughout his body and bring healing to every part. Right now. May he get up completely changed in Jesus' name. Folks down there, I'll be there in just a minute. Just be patient. I'll be there. I'll be there. I'm almost done over here. In fact, why don't you all come this way? Because these people are feeling lonely down here. Daniel, come here. Can I use you too? Okay. I want the two of you to start there and just pray toward me as I pray toward you. Where was I? You were there. I'll be right here. I'll be there in a minute. Don't go away. <coughs> Excuse me. Can I get some water? Would that be possible?
Jesus. Missy, right? I saw that. I want you to heal her heart. Tonight's her night for a new heart. All the sadness and sorrow, all the pain and the grief, we release it to you right now. We release it to you. We release it to you. You died for it. She doesn't have to carry it anymore. Take her up by the altar, by the, by the, by the, by the cross, and meet with her and pray for her, with her for a minute. When you get up, you're going to be different. Hello, darling. Oh, you are a sweet one. Do you take that to your mommy or your daddy? Or both? All right, that's a smart answer. I hate to be redundant. That means repeating myself. But there's something special coming your way. I believe you've been praying for something. I have no idea what. Lord doesn't show me that. something awesome that God has that you desire because he hears your prayer when the angels left heaven already it's on the way uh, can I be nice I'm trying to sound like why don't you change your diet both of you because it's not healthy I want you healthy I don't want the devil to be able to bring sickness and disease toward you because of improper eating. Does that make sense? That means you're putting him on a diet. And you just go get to go along for the journey. Pray over everything you eat. Don't put anything in your mouth unless you prayed over it. Say, Lord, don't let me put anything in my mouth that's not healthy for me. see as we realize this body is a temple of God folks wait a minute that you are the walking back hopefully you're not offended that I let them pray for you are you you're not offended that are you because they can pray too okay all right good release them from the bondage that they've been in whatever that bondage is that they will be free in Jesus name Whenever that happens and I start bending over backwards, it's like, whoa. Release you tonight. When you go home tonight, hold hands, all three of you, and pray. Say, Jesus, come into our home and change us. I have no idea what that means, except that's what I'm hearing. Come into our home and change it. Change me. See, too often we take our finger and we point at somebody. Well, Lord, you need to change them. Well, take all your fingers and point at yourself and say, Lord, change me. 
think about. And tomorrow morning when you get up, I think you're going to have a different attitude. If you don't, go back to bed and stay there. No, I'm just kidding. I believe you're going to have a new attitude. Amen? Be free in Jesus' name. You are a special woman of God. You're beautiful. You're beautiful. Jesus loves you. You know that? Deep down inside you, you know that? You know he has a call on your life? Yeah, I figured you did. Are you in your calling yet? Yeah? Well, what else? There's something that God has called you to. I don't know what. One, you got to love your kids because they, they, kids need loving. <laughs> they just need loving. There's something that you're going to do. Let's see, this is the 15th of February. My belief is that by June 15th, God's going to reveal it to you. Four months, is that right? It's going to be awesome. You run and tell Pastor this, okay? That, that crazy preacher told me that something in February 15th, and I believe this is what it is. And they will pray with you, and they will agree with you. And you're going to have more fun than a barrel monkey. <laughs> Hallelujah. Yeah. See, Christians got to learn how to have fun. Amen. So from the top of her head to the tips of her toes, wash her and make her whole. That's right. Wash her and make her whole. You know, I love what I do. It's so much fun. Hello, Mama. And how nice they have over here. 39? What's that? I refuse to grow up. I'm having too much fun as a kid. What do you want God to do for you? I agree with you. Okay, stretch your hands this way. Doctors gave a report, but we're not in agreement with the report, right? So we speak to your kidneys, <clears throat> and we say, you are healed. Right, kidney? Operate according to God's plan. Left kidney, same thing. Pancreas, liver, gallbladder, all of you start working together in Jesus' name. Let me ask you a question. Has something happened in the last number of years, something that was sad? Pardon? Can't forgive yourself. Okay. 
See, that's what the problem is. I can say this nicely, you left the door open. And the devil wants to kill you. Okay? I had a lady in my church years ago, Filipino lady, that beat cancer twice. Her kids wanted to sell the property because they wanted her inheritance, and she said, no, I'm living in my apartment. I don't want to sell it. So she got mad at her kids, and the cancer came flooded back in. I said to her, I said, you got to forgive them. No, I'm not going to forgive them. She died. So do you want to live or die? Okay. So right now say, Lord, I choose to forgive myself for all my stupidity, all my ignorance. And you've said, if I asked, you would help me, you would forgive me, and you would even help me forgive myself. In Jesus' name. Now, from this moment on, whenever you think of whatever that is that you can't forgive yourself for, say, "Uh uh-uh, that's covered by the blood. Uh Uh-uh, that's covered by the blood. Uh Uh-uh, that's covered. Uh -uh, uh Uh-uh, 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 I ain't receiving that anymore. I am healed in Jesus' name. And sickness and disease, you cannot live in my house. Because this is the house of the Lord. Remember I said earlier, those three people that I know, they got sick because they couldn't forgive. Well, you're number four. No more. What's your first name? Elizabeth. I command you in Jesus' name that whom the Son sets free is free indeed. When you go home, I want you to start laughing. I practice now. No, I can't hear you. Come on, let it out. Come on, let it out. I know. Come on, let it That's it. You know, it's like speaking in tongues. At first, you said, that's crazy. I, I can't. That sounds stupid. But laughter, the Bible said, God put it in his word. Laughter is good like a medicine. You need to take some doses of medicine of laughter. <laughs> I was so stupid to be mad at myself. <laughs> I'm not going to be stupid anymore. I'm free. I want, you, I want you to let Pastor know how you're doing. I, w- I want you to just, I want you to check up. Have you been laughing? No, no, ask her, have you been laughing? Because every couple days, somebody call her and tell her a funny joke, a stupid joke. Watch the Three Stooges, watch Candid Camera, watch stupid things. Now, let me just take this, I'm just going to take a minute and tell you real quick. A man went to Russia to receive a, a big honorary award. He got there, the driver drove him 80 miles in the wrong direction. By the time he got back to where he was supposed to get it, the thing was over. He was so angry, he came back to New York and he was sick. He went to the doctor and the doctor said, get your house in order, you got three months to live. So he called his sons up and he knew Alan Funk who had candid camera. He called Alan up, he said, Alan, I need your funniest candid camera movies. He told his sons, get me three stooges, get me funny things, rent me a VCR, went to the hot, went to the hotel and laughed himself well. Would you get him laughing? <laughs> Laughter is good like a medicine. Girl, Elizabeth, you're going to stop laughing. Start laughing. And the devil hates it when Christians are happy. So get happy. You know what? 
Do you know how to skip? Can we skip? Can we try? If I can skip, you can skip. This is not the prettiest skip you ever saw. Can you laugh with us? <laughs> now, I want some of you, whenever you see her in church, say, Elizabeth, are you skipping? Let's have some fun in church. Amen? All right. God bless you, darling. God bless you. God bless you. What do you want? Pardon? Okay. God's a God of clarity. Father, right now, I pray in Jesus' name, you reveal exactly what she's wanting to know. While she's asleep tonight, give her dreams and visions. When she wakes up in the morning, oh, I got it. Oh, now I know. I got it. I got it. I got it. Remember, he rewards those who diligently seek him. Go on a quest. Father, I'm coming after you. Jesus, I'm Jesus is seated at the right hand of the Father and he's seating for us. Say, Holy Spirit, I need to know. I want clarity. And what do you want? Oh, well, do you hang out with her? <laughs> no wonder. Oh, sweet Jesus. Okay, Father. Heal both of their minds. Doubt and fear. Come on back up here. Is that your mother back there? Come on, Mom. Oh, oh, she's here. There. No, you, 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 you get to put a hand right there, just right there. Tell you what, use your other hand, and you put your hand over here on my hand. Father, right now, I pray, I pray for clarity for the family. Reveal what is hidden. Turn the lights on in the dark places so they know exactly what you're planning on. Heal mama's heart. Heal her heart. Heal the daughter's heart. Now, Father, we thank you that clarity is here now. As they ride home in the car tonight, may they ask forgiveness of each other. I think there's been some blame going on. We cast down blame. Let them hear your voice, Father, as clear as they hear mine. In Jesus' name. Tony, can you do that song, I'm in love with Jesus? I, I love this song. I'm in love with Jesus, and he's in love with me. Would you just sing it? Would you never 
Just as I love, oh, just as I love, just as I love, she wants to fight her. He loves me so, just as I am, just as I am, he loves me. Give her the desires of her heart. Give her the desires of her heart. 
Enjoy. What do you want? All right. You wanted to get saved or delivered or healed or what? Okay. Both of you. Well, we're in agreement with that. Yes, absolutely. Father, right now, we're in agreement for their healing from the top of their head to the tips of their toes. Every organ, every blood vessel, every corpuscle, every bone, every joint, the marrow of the bones. You are healed. You are healed. You're healed. You're healed. Tony, what a healing Jesus. There's something about that name, or, or his name is wonderful. <clears throat> Stretch your hands this way. <clears throat> Excuse me. Father, we release healing. May there be a cloud of healing over them right now that goes with them in the car, that goes with them to their house that goes into the bedroom with them or the bathroom or the kitchen or the living room or wherever they go. That healing, the cloud of glory, the cloud of glory. In Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, hallelujah. see a ring here. I see a ring there. No. Not together? No, no. Good, okay. <laughs> I don't want to put the wrong two people together. That would not be good. <laughs> Stand on the other side of her. I don't want to get confused. <laughs> what do you want God to do? Okay. Father, you heard his desire. You hurt his desire. You hurt his desire. And he just wants to serve you. That's all he wants to do is bring people into the kingdom of God. So God, do something awesome. Do something phenomenal. 
do something glorious. Draw the right people to him so he can just he can just open his mouth. And they'll just say, oh yes, I want to know about Jesus. Give it to him. 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 More. 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 May he not be able to keep quiet. More. 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 Let me just give you a quick line. I gotta stop for a second. Let me catch my breath. When I want to talk to perfect strangers in the grocery store, the car wash, wherever I'm at, I say, Where do you go to church when you go? Come here. And so I'll say to you, where do you go to church when you go? Oh, that's great. But now you can be somebody else. Now tell me you don't go to church. Okay. Where do you go to church when you go? You don't? Hold your hand out. No, this way. I slap their hand. Because God loves you. He wants you to come to church. See? I had a guy tell me recently, he said, well, I have a church down home. I said, how long have you been in Chicago area? He said, 47 years. I said, well, you owe God lots of tithes and offerings then. See, have an opening line to ask people about going to church. Say, I go over to Only Believe Ministries, and I'd love to have you join me. If you want, I'll pick you up. Because I have, I have space in my car. Because my pastor, we had this visiting crazy pastor who, 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 who was trying to get people to come to church, and, and, and pastor really wants them to come. So, And I'll be glad to take you on Wednesday night, and we'll even feed you. We'll feed you physically and spiritually. Amen. You're up for that, right, Pastor? Yeah, he is. Okay. All right. See, that's my opening line to people. Where do you go to church when you go? If they say, well, I go somewhere, well, praise God, that's great. Or if I haven't been for a while, well, you know, Hebrews 11.25 says, you're not supposed to stay out of church. That's today's English. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to try to hook you up with somebody because I don't want your husband calling up. Well, how dare you? Well, I can't tell. You don't look, you know. Well, then you said this is my son. No. All right. Okay. What do you want? Do you want us to hug? Okay. You can have as much as you want. agreement with all three of those, aren't we? Yes, absolutely. Anybody wants more of God, God wants more of you, and he'll give you more of himself. And what? <laughs> Amen. Pastor's in agreement with that. Yeah. Father, she said she wants more of you. So grant that request. And Father, she wants her husband healed. So grant that request. 
And Lord, she wants the church paid off. So grant that request. How many of you are in agreement for the church being paid off? Okay, I see a lot of hands. Okay. So everybody start giving an extra 10000 a year. Would that help, Pastor? Yeah. You say, how can I do that? I don't have that. Well, ask God to bless you with it. And what you do, you walk in and say, Pastor, I prayed, ask God to bless me with $10,000 to give to pay toward the mortgage, and here it is. You know, you don't think pastors get excited over that? Pastors, when I say pastors, I mean both of you. You know, so. Okay. Wow. See, because as I told you, I go to the mailbox at church every time I go open it up, and I'm expecting a church, a check to pay off the church. I only need $180,000. That's all I need. I know you all need a lot more than that, but, you know. But my, yeah, expectancy. I'm expecting a miracle. So I believe it for you and with you. Okay, all three of them, amen? Give me ten. About time somebody did it, right? Okay. you to try something. I want you to put your hands out like this. Stay right there. And I want you to stop if it hurts. But just do this. Just, and what you want to do, this is called the airplane. I had a doctor show me this years ago. It helps realign the spine. Now, and he really, what you do, I did it wrong. Let's, let's start like this. Start there. Start like this. Just do it gently. Don't don't hurt yourself. But then, as you let go, you bring your hands out. Okay, until you're doing like this. The other thing I do because I got hit by a train and herniated disc, I lay on the floor and I put and I put my feet up and onto a chair, and then I lay there like this for about 10-15 minutes. It helps realign things. Try that. Do it a couple times a day. Okay? Because you are healed from the top of your head. Your back is healed. Your blood pressures are healed. And you, right now, take all ten fingers and put them right there. Say, I forgive myself for all the dumb things I've done. (laughs) So I choose to forgive. Because my father already forgave me. Jesus' name. 
for I am free. Now, what do you do when you're free? You go like this. Now, go, laugh on the way home. Just laugh in the car by yourself. Skip. Act stupid. Who cares what people think? You know, I'm a child of the king. I have a right to look, act silly. Amen. You don't have to smile. It's okay. You can frown if you want to. It's all right. But you can smile at Daddy. Can you smile at this? I see that. I saw that. (laughs) She's a special little girl, isn't she? Who needs a healing? Rephrase that. The doctor said. Okay. Don't ever say she has it. Because you hear one mouth, two ears. <clears throat> excuse me. Whatever comes out of our mouth goes back into both ears and back inside of us. And we believe us quicker than we believe anybody else. So from right now, from now on, you say, the doctor said. Because we believe she's healed. See? Just every time, just say, honey, you're healed in Jesus' name. Sickness and disease can't stay on my door. Uh-uh. She's my child, and Jesus loves her just like he loves me. Yes, he does. Yes, he does. Yes, he does. Okay, smile at Daddy. You're not going to smile at me. We're in agreement from this day forward until the healing completely manifests itself. Amen? Yes, you are. You're a beautiful little girl. Amen? How about that? It's all right. You can sit there for a minute. It's okay. It's okay. Take a chill pill. We're almost done. One, two, three, four, five, six. Oh, I got seven, eight. Okay, we're almost done. Pastor, what are you doing? Oh, he left. Good. Yeah, I know, because I want him to, because he's got to pack and get up. Chill. Relax. Just take a deep breath. Like he didn't hear you. Get with the program. (laughs) Is it getting better yet? Yeah. Chill, girl. Jesus loves you. I'm in love with Jesus, and he's in love with me. You can't hear me. I'm in love with Jesus. He's in love with me. I'm in love with Jesus. He's in love with me. I'm in love with Jesus. He's in love. 
good, doesn't he? He's in love with me. Fifteen, twenty people just go skipping around the church. Have new members join all the time. When people get happy enough, they quit skipping. Okay. All right. Come on, Mama. Oh, praise God. Do you know how much Jesus loves you? He thinks you are so special. I can't mouth read, but that's fine. Okay. So your mic died. What can I say? I thought you were Tony. How could your mic? Yeah, yeah. I don't want to get out there. Uh, medicine, diabetic medicine, and the rest of my life is Jesus. Okay. Yes, I okay. love Father right Jesus. now. Lord, we come against and all this medicine with the side effects. And we say, Lord, find her a, a natural doctor who believes in natural products to help her take natural things to heal her body naturally without any side effects. Right now, right now, in Jesus' name. Right now, in Jesus' name. Healed from the top of her head to the tips of her toes. Healed, 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 healed. Healing. He's been yes, trying to take care of mama for a long time. Yes, but heal his hurts. Lord, heal the rejection. Yes, heal the sadness. Heal the sorrow. And fill him full of joy. Let I joy become his yes, com companion. Lord, yes, heal his body. Yeah, heal his body too. I say yes.
Spanish for three weeks. I couldn't get rid of it. I had two different And I know that he is in love with me, so I say yes, Lord, yes, Lord, yes, to your way, I say yes, Lord, yes, Lord, I will trust you. And obey, yes, Lord, yes, Lord, yes, to your word, okay, when you get home, I say yes, lay hands on her, Lord, yes, you two get in agreement that God's going to heal both of you, I say yes, just say we're standing in agreement, both of us are healed, every part.
every day, expecting it to be gone. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. You two together? How long? Nineteen years. She put up with you for almost nineteen years. Well, I understand that, but I didn't want to say it. <laughs> what do you need? Okay. She has something that she keeps reoccurring to me, which is tough. And I have some physical pain that she's been going for. I went to the gusher that I had a dream about to come from. Their request is, is for healing. Both of them. Both of them. That which is troubling her has to stop in Jesus' name. That which is troubling him has to stop in Jesus' name. Been married almost 19 years. So we ask for the healing balm of Gilead to flow through their house and a, a gusher okay now okay on a, are, are all of you hold laying hands look at me for just a second keep your hands on on a count of three we're gonna go okay that, that's that well coming forth okay and you do the same thing okay one Two, three. <laughs> Go home and enjoy your healing. And I don't know where this gusher's coming from, but what we just saw right now is just a small example what's coming. Amen? Who's left? Okay. Amen. All right, hold, come here. I got to get down. Oh, dear. Oh, oh, I may not be able to get back up. Oh, okay. Thank you. Well, no, I want you to help me get down. Help her get back up. What's your name? Emma? Oh, that's a pretty name. What do you want God to do for you? Okay. What's your sister's name? Oh, who was it you want healed? You? I thought you were talking about somebody else. Okay. Well, I didn't know that. I would have never known that. I'm in agreement with what you asked for. 
healed from the top of your head to the tips of your toes, from this thumb all the way over to this thumb. Every part healed. That you can run around like a crazy person <laughs> and jump and just have fun. Because I think that's what Jesus wants for you. Because you're so beautiful. And those eyes. Oh my God. And that smile, that little. You're so sweet. So we're in agreement. All of us around here are in agreement. All you folks over there in agreement? See, this whole place is in agreement with you that you're healed. Amen? And as soon as it happens, you run and tell her so she can call me on the phone and say, remember that little girl you prayed for with the really pretty eyes and the curly hair? Can I have a hug? Oh, oh, thank you. You're such a good hugger. Oh, thank you. Now, how am I going to get up? You'll help me? Okay. All right. One, two, three. Oh, thank you so much. Those are kisses from God. Okay, Ron. So you're a greeter. So the pastor keeps you busy? Good. About time you did some work around here. Okay. What's his name? Jacob? Which, which direction is the hospital at? No, which direction is that? Okay, let's turn this way. Right, just point your finger that way, to the north. Father, in the name of Jesus, we send warrior angels over to the hospital where Jacob is. We send ministering angels that will go in and help him have peace of mind, be in his right mind. No demonic forces will be able to come in. How old is he? 18. 18. Okay. What was what was going on before? Well, uh, his mom and dad were divorced when he was about 16. Okay. And essentially for years he had that urge to make his own decisions. Okay. He's been a mess. Okay. All right, here's the thing. Here's what I want to do. Let's believe for no more hospitals. I used to work in hospitals. Hospitals are no fun, especially if you're sick, okay? Especially a mental hospital. I'm afraid to go visit there for fear they'll keep me. <laughs> See, Jesse Duplantis, who's been here, I know, he's on TV in countries where they think he's a comedian because they don't let preachers on, the, on TV in those countries. But he said they literally let him be on because he's, he, he's always doing crazy stuff. 
well, let's do some crazy stuff and let's believe God that Jacob, who has a phenomenal name, begins to live like his ancestors and he walks out of there mentally, physically, completely healed. Amen. All right. He agrees with me. You all agree with me? We agree with him? It's done. Amen. Amen. All right. Nice shirt. Did you pay for that? I did not. Good. I say, how far did you have to chase the guy before you got it? I'm just kidding. Nicole, actually. Nicole? Nicole? Uh, that's I, would, a, I would never have bought it actually. Yeah, I understand. No, it's cool. It's cool. For a young person. What are you, eight or nine, ten? Twelve. Twelve, okay. What do you want? Okay. How much time do you spend in the Word? Quite a bit. How much time do you spend memorizing the Word? Okay, that's fine. You don't have to knock my answer. Yeah, not by verse. Okay, no. I want you to find chapter and verse of the scriptures that fit what your desire is. See, years ago, mid-80s, I said, God, I want to know your word. I want to be able to handle your word. But I didn't have the discipline to do it. Well, then God opened the door for me to do radio, and for two hours a day, I sat there with my Bible, flipping through to give answers to people's questions. So he gave me what I prayed for. And then I went from two hours a day to four hours a day because I couldn't find somebody else. I, I hosted with two different black women ministers. Uh, Tony was in the church of one of them for 15 years. And, and I was handling the word two to four hours a day, five days a week. So it's in me because I had, and I would love opening the Bible and I'm on the page I want to be on. That's when it's really fun. You flip on, oh yeah, that's where I want to be, or I'm one page away. I want you to begin to memorize a scripture a day. You say, are you nuts? Come on. Don't tell me you're too young to say you can't remember because you know your phone number, you know your address, you know, you know your wife's name, you got any kids? You know your kid's name, you know your parents' name, okay? You know your cousin's name, so you can remember scripture. What's the shortest verse in the Bible? Wow, see you know. Now, what's the middle verse of the Bible? The middle verse? Yeah. Give it to Psalms. Psalms, Psalms 119. You're close. Psalms 118.8. Wow, it is better good. to trust in God than to put your trust in man. So you begin putting your trust in God. <clears throat> Say, God, that crazy preacher told me, warned me to memorize the scripture every day. Well, you know John 3, 16? What is it? Why don't you say it like you're proud of you? <laughs> say it out loud like you mean it. God so loved the world. Better? Yeah. That what? Oh, keep going. Okay. For God so loved the world. <laughs> I just thought you wanted me to prove I'd do it. But, uh, no, God so I'm playing with you. You know that. But see, what I want you to do, because here's what happens. When we learn Scripture, we have one mouth, two ears. Whatever you say out of your mouth goes out, in, down. We believe ourselves quicker than we believe anybody else. So when you begin to quote Scripture out loud to God, 
He loves to hear his word spoken back to him, either prayed back or spoken back. So as you begin to memorize these, in one week you will have learned seven verses. Memorize Philippians 4, 6, 7, and 8. The one I quoted earlier. Okay? Be anxious for nothing. Okay? See, so as that gets in you, uh, James 1, consider it all joy, my brother, when you encounter various trials and tribulations, that your patience and endurance, and you may become steadfast and you may be perfected in every way. If you lack wisdom, ask it of God. He'll give it to you. That's what you're asking for. But you have to put your feet to it or your mind to it. And what I do, I tell people, look, whenever you open your Bible, say, Lord, open my eyes that I may see what you have in this passage for me. I don't want to just read it to read it. I want to glean something. I want a treasure. There's hidden treasures in his word. Amen? So you can have it. Now go get it. There's over 7,000 promises in the Bible. Memorize some of them. Now you begin to walk it and talk it, and, and people go, whoa, where'd you get all that? Well, one verse a day, this crazy preacher, he told me I had to learn to memorize one verse a day. If he doesn't do it, there's going to be penalties. <laughs> if a week from now he doesn't know seven <laughs> verses, he owes you $700. Let's see. Okay, I'm going to tell you this quickly, and I'll, I'll wrap it up because I got what one one more or two. Okay, I'm sorry. Okay, Deuteronomy 28. First 14 verses are the are the blessing verses. 15 through 68 are the curses verses. There's three and a half times as many curses verses as blessing verses. But Deuteronomy one says if. Deuteronomy 28 two says then, if you obey the commandments, then God pours out the blessing. If you really want wisdom, Philippians, uh, no, Psalms, no, no, Proverbs, Proverbs, Proverbs is the, is the wisdom book, Proverbs 4, 7. Wisdom is the principal thing, but with wisdom get understanding. So go after it, like a dog after a bone. I'm going to get this, I'm going to get this, I'm going to get this. This is too good to let it hide anymore. Amen? Okay, I, all right, I'll be nice to you. If you don't learn seven verses a week, you are a dollar for every verse you don't. Uh, okay. My wife might like that verse. Oh, yeah, because I don't, I don't want you to be living at the church, you know, no, can't pay your rent and all the rest of it, okay? You can hug me back. It's all right. that came from? Childhood. Yeah. Childhood. Condemnation. You're a little girl. And you've carried it with you all your life. Okay, here's what I want you to do. Say, Lord. Say, Lord. I choose to forgive my mother, my father, teachers, brothers, sisters, cousins, aunts, uncles, 
or anybody else, anybody else who tried to put condemnation on me. I release them to you, Lord. I release them to you, Lord. Because I choose to be free. I choose to be free. No more. No more. Do I receive, Do condemnation, I receive condemnation? Because I'm going to claim scripture over myself. I'm going to claim scripture over myself. I may not say this just right, but that there is now no condemnation for those in Christ Jesus. Duh. I know. Okay. Now you have to say that over and over until you begin to believe it. And say it out loud. Remember, one mouth, two ears. The more you say it, the more you receive it, the more right. you believe it. Right. As of this day. There's no condemnation to me that are in Christ Jesus. Who are in, you're in Christ Jesus. Christ Jesus. He forgave you, right? But, but see, the problem is you haven't forgiven yourself. And you may not have forgiven other people who laid it on you. Okay. I had to forgive that school teacher who did what he did to me. He was my mother's friend. I couldn't tell my mother. Okay? So I chose to forgive. Because they're not worth me getting sick over. See, you, you've had health issues for years. That's all because of that. Really? Yeah. Because, see, bitterness causes your bones to dry up. How would you like to have nimble bones? I can move around. Okay. Okay. But that doesn't matter. No. We're in Christ Jesus. That's right. And when we get to heaven, we're all going to be young. Hallelujah. No more aches and pains, sadness, nor sorrow. Hallelujah. So tonight, okay, it is now 10:33. You are free. Remember that. 10:33. You are free. 10:33. I'm free. Amen. Amen. Amen, sister. Amen, brother. Amen. Pastor. Amen, brother. Pastor. It's all right. Call me whatever you want. Don't call me late for supper. Okay. Thank you. All right. I have never been slandered before in my whole life. And I felt like the feather flew into the ground. And that's just my opinion. And I want to do what God wants me to do. I want to give my gifts and my talents to honor him. Did you fall out before? Pardon me? Did you fall out before? Or you haven't ever fallen out? No, never. Okay. Because, see, I, 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 almost like I feel like I prayed for her, or, you know, but it's fine. You look like somebody else that was up for prayer. I don't know. I've seen so many people that, I don't know. Let me tell you, the first time I ever fell out in church, I was a Southern Baptist preacher. I was dating my wife, went to church. You know, I believed in it. I just never had it happen to me. And this visiting evangelist walks by. I'm in the second row wearing a green suit, green matching tie. And he walks by and he says, I sense some unbelief. And the next thing I know, I'm in the third seat over. I'm in the aisle on my back with my tie up like this. And I couldn't move for like 20 minutes. Finally, I was able to lean on the chair. I finally, I crawled up to the altar. I didn't care what I looked like. Well, Father, give her the desires of her heart. The desire, shut your eyes. Give her the desires of her heart. Let her experience you in new and fresh ways. Starting now. 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 
sweet Jesus you are. How much more do you want? More? Okay. Well, here's what, here's what I see. You've been pushing a wheelbarrow trying to please God. So he's going to bring you a dump truck. I see you backing up with a dump truck and hitting that lever that just dumps stuff out on people to bless them. Would that be okay? Because you've got such a sweet spirit. You're already doing a lot of things and maybe, maybe, I don't know, too much. Yeah. Because see, you're, you know what I did? When I, when I got saved at 8, called to ministry at 12, preaching on the radio at 16. But I quit doing it because I wasn't living what I was preaching. So for 16 years, I'm in church. But finally, I said, Lord, I was a Monday night on, a, I tell you, the street, the address, and 1030 at night. I said, God, my way's not working. Let's try your way. So he changed my life. But then I became too busy. I was on this committee. I was, I was this committee. I was this. I, was this, I, was this, I, was this, I didn't know what was coming or going. But I want you to just take a few days and relax. Say, God, I only want to do what you want me to do. That's all. Not one thing else, only what you want me to do. You're going to find you have more time. You're more relaxed. You're more calm. And you're going to have more fun. As I said, being a Christian should be fun. God's going to open your eyes to see what I see. You're already doing a lot. He's not mad at you. He loves you. Amen? So just enjoy. Amen? See, I heard that just as you were saying, right before it came out of your mouth, faithful. That's what I heard, faithful. You said, well, you heard her say it. No, I heard it in the spirit one, two seconds before it came out of her mouth. You are faithful. That's all that matters. Amen? Amen. Father, we speak for Ida right now as he stands in the gap for her. And right now where she is, we agree that the healing power of God is invading that space right now. Because when he comes home, I pray, Lord, that she is sleeping a sweet, restful sleep without the pain without the pain that he comes in he's looking for her but he goes and looks in the bedroom and she's asleep and he looks and and the angelic look on her face because Holy Spirit visited her visited her and he said daughter I, I heard your cry your cry. See, Jesus is seated at the right hand of the Father, interceding for her right now. And the message came down, rest, my daughter. 
Jesus' name. Last but not least. Oh, okay. Next to last but not least. Oh, yeah. Oh, I'm having fun. I don't care how tired I am. I'm not really tired. I'm really not. I may crash afterwards, but that's okay. No, no. Because he, he looks somewhat familiar, but he was younger then. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Oh, you're the one. Yeah, yeah. Oh, you're the one who almost got me to lose my church. No, yeah, I'm just yeah. kidding. Just kidding. Just kidding. Yeah, yeah just so you know. Um, okay. Uh, Pastor Ian and Pastor Mike came back to it. I was a Christian and they came to church. The thing with those days was, so I always feel like God is going to show us the mafia man of the church because I remember that story. And I was like, ooh, that might not be good. So I asked him, I said, we have a mafia guy there. So I'm like, pass it. Right. That's fine. That's fine. You know, I'm, I'm so glad you came. Yeah. I am. I am. I, 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 I haven't forgotten that night. I haven't. I talk about it all the time. But see, now to put faces with these young people right. again. Father, bless them supernaturally. Yes. Supernaturally. Bless his coming and his going. Keep him out of trouble. <laughs> Let him have fun. joy unspeakable and full of glory let it rain do you, you, know, you know what fog stands for F-O-G favor of God every time you see fog just begin to thank God oh God thank you favor of God all over the place let it come get me let you find favor in whatever you do, whatever you lay your hands to, find favor. All right. Begin to expect. Begin to look around with expectancy. I don't know what God's going to do, but it's going to be good. Because, see, nothing evil comes from God. Only good gifts come down from heaven. And see, you are a gift of God. Change his life, Father. Change his life. Take away the hurt, the sadness, and the sorrow. Change his heart. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Amen.
that's the most important thing. Okay, give me just a second. I got to pray for him because he's been waiting a long time. That's fine. Father, in Jesus' name, stretch your hands this way, if you would, please. Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Hold still, hold still. I don't know if they're still here. Who do we pray for couples? Any couples still over here that I prayed for that the husband had health issues, or are they gone? They're gone, okay. All right, I just, okay. Father, we're all in agreement right now. This last surgery for healing of the back, whatever it is, herniated disc, whatever it is. Been there, done that twice. Know all about it. Father, I ask you to change his diet. The weight he's carrying is not good for his body. And he's eating not because he's hungry, but because he's hurting. So we cast down that hurt and ask you to heal what needs to be healed so he's not eating to feed the hurt. We call off the excess weight off of him so his body can be normalized. He doesn't have to walk with a cane. There's no residue. We cancel the residue from past hurts sadness, sorrows, griefs, all of it. Heal his emotions, which is right above his stomach. Heal his mind. Heal his heart. Heal his wallet. He spent money on things, trying to fix things with money that won't work. So heal his finances. Because you healed his emotions, and you healed his heart, and you healed his mind. Now, Father, with all that healed, we ask you to heal his body. Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he's a new creature. Old things are passed away, and behold, all things have become new. He's new in you, starting right now. What's your first name? Mark. Mark. Mark, I want you to do this. I want you to take this hand. And just reach in here and grab this and just throw it that way. Just just do it. Just throw it. All that junk, all that garbage, all that hurt and pain and sadness and sorrow and all that junk, you refuse to pick it up and carry it home with you. It's emptied. And just say, God, I'm empty before you. Now, Father, now that I'm empty, I ask you to fill me up with yourself. 
because I want to be the new me starting right now. Nothing to eat for three hours before you go to bed. Change your diet now. Fruits, vegetables. Watch and see what God does. No, no, no. Your time has just begun. Well, I know, but that's why I'm saying your time starts now, tonight. I'm nobody special. I'm just here because God ordained it. You were ordained to be here. I'm speaking into your life what the Father is saying, saying, I love you, son. I want you to live and not die. So you've been doing this to yourself for years. It's time to change. Remember, if you keep on doing what you're doing, you're going to keep on getting what you're getting. If you don't like what you're getting, you've got to change what you're doing. Okay? See, God wants you healed. Tony used to weigh 568 pounds. He's got two replacement knees and two replacement hips. But he had to lose weight because they didn't, couldn't do the surgery. You don't want to, he says, I, you don't want to go through what he's been through. He couldn't walk for almost three years. Are you ready? Give me five. All right, darling, come on. Thank you for the faithful few who have stayed around. I'm having fun, and I'm not even tired. I know Tony is. Yes. Nah, 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 nah. He's going to give me such a hard time on the way home. I know he is. Why did you go so long? I didn't know we were going to go that long. No, he better not be thinking that. I'll go over there and slap him silly. All right. What's your sister's name? Father, right now, for, stretch your hands this way. Yeah. Linda was in a car accident. She's had seven surgeries, yeah. head-on collision. Mm -hmm. Father, in the name of Jesus, we speak into Linda's life yeah. right now. Yes, it is almost 10 minutes till 11, and we send the angels yes, over to the hospital. Yes. Wait a minute. i got to sneeze. Oh, thank you. Mm. Warrior angels to protect her. Healing angels to watch over her. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Holy Spirit. 
now, Lord. We call it done. In Jesus' name. stop okay now would you all do me a favor everybody come down front all of you come down front tony i'm going to ask one last thing just one can we sing i'm in love with jesus one more time just please please pretty please somebody go give him a dollar you know just so he feels rewarded i love this song When you begin to sing that, as you're walking through your house, I'm in love with Jesus, and He's in love with me. It'll lift your spirit. Okay. I'm in love with Jesus. my friend, would you please? Father, we know that he's tired physically. But Lord, I ask you to bless my friend. Bless him. Strengthen him. Reward him. Energize him. And may he sleep tonight like a baby. A big baby, but a baby. In Jesus' name we pray. And all his people said, Amen.